Namaste and welcome back to another episode of The Sapient. Today on our show, we have Mr. Ross. Welcome, Ross. How are you today? Very good, Ganesh. How are you? Yes, I'm doing good too. So what like kind of topic do you want us to uh, go through today? Because our listeners are very wide based. So they have, um, uh, you know, of course, they're eager, but they're from all over the world. So what topic do you want to talk today? Um, I would like to talk about um, the Daru project is something that I've started. And that would encompass Mm -hmm. um, God, philosophy, the universe, and our tiny part in the universe, and better ways to live Mm -hmm. a better life. Got it. So what got you interested in starting this project of yours? Um, It's something that I thought about several years ago. Um, It's been kind of bouncing Mm -hmm. around in my head um, through there's lots of different things that have happened in my life. And there's lots of people that need help and support uh, to help lead a better life. That could be uh, resources Mm -hmm. and Uh, financial things or just education, um, just emotional support, spiritual Mm -hmm. support, things like that. So I just see people in my community or around the world struggling with things. And I've gone through enough things and had enough issues in my life that I've overcome and lessons that I've learned. So Mm -hmm. now I feel like it's my time to try to go out into the world and try to help people. And so that's what the the base of the Daru project is about. Mm-hmm. So actually, I listened to the um, you know a few of the episodes that you have put out. So uh, one thing that I liked about it is it is very simple and it's not lengthy. It's like you know five minutes, ten minutes. So um, first of all, as a co-creator, my question is, how did you decide on? how much to put out in terms of, uh, you know, content and minutes and having no guests, like what is your plan for this project? Um, there was a, a thing I had heard a while ago. Cause like I said, I wanted to do the Daru project. I had the idea, <clears throat> excuse me. I had it uh, several years ago. Um, but I was thinking of doing YouTube and I thought that that would be too much. So I didn't have the time to, and the resources mm-hmm. to put that together. So I was listening, uh, probably a month or two ago and there was a a founder podcast and there was a guy who worked for Spotify and he was talking about if he had, if he was going to start all over, he would have uh, between five and 15 minutes of valuable information for people. And then he would just do that. And then when I said that, I thought, well, that's perfect because that's what I want to do is get that information out there. I want to start it, but I don't have the time to do full length, uh, you know, YouTube videos. So I thought, well, a podcast would be perfect. And if I can have short blurbs of information once a week, that's something manageable that I know that I can do and try to achieve. So then that's why I started Mm -hmm. doing that way um, of shorter. They're starting to slowly get a little bit longer. I don't think they'll ever be longer than 10 or 15 minutes uh, because I want to keep it short. Mm-hmm. Most people that are listening to podcasts, they already have people that they listen to. So I figure I can start small and mm-hmm. work towards bigger. Uh, the other thing that I'm working on is mm-hmm. doing maybe like once a month 
to have a guest on, so I would actually host, and then have a longer, more in-depth mm-hmm. interview. So that's something I'm working on. But that's how I came up with the shorter um, idea as far as the length of the podcast. Got it. So, Trust, my question is, because of course, you know, you're talking about God and, um, you know, philosophy and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So, what kind of, you know, guests would you have in the long term? Um, well, there was a big turning point in my life uh, about 15 years ago. There's been a couple turning points in my life, but about 15 years ago. So, there was a, a lady that was my therapist. Um, so, I, I really want to get her on. Um, there's been different people in my life that have made a big impact. And then what they do is maybe a little different than the normal. So I want to get them out there to be able to talk about it. I want to talk to people that are local in my community that run, uh, let's say run charities or different things that are really helping people. Um, I want to talk to people, anybody that I think that can help other people, like really help other people. Then I want to talk to those people and I want to learn what I can from them. And then I want to try to get their voice out there to help. Like I said, because the whole thing goes back to trying to help people. So if I think someone can really benefit from listening to this person, then I want to try to talk with that person. Got it. So, um, Ross, where are you based from currently? Um, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, here in the USA. Got it. And um, what is your profession? Like, what do you do for work? Um, for work, um, I I work uh, doing radio remote controls for like the construction industry, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's my uh, my day job. <laughs> Got it. So, in the near future, do you see um, you know taking this podcast into a full time role? Uh, yeah, that would be the goal. Um, but that's the thing is I like to start small with stuff, get better, you know, get very good at it mm-hmm. and then kind of explore more opportunities later on. But yes, that would be the goal ultimately. Got it. Because Ross, I can tell you by experience, right? Because at the starting, I was very terrible uh, in terms of talking to guests and, you know, <laughs> Just, just as a host in general, I was a very terrible host. So I'm really grateful for the first 10 people, you know, who came onto my show because they had to put up with a lot of bullshit, I say. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, there's a learning curve for everything. Yeah, uh, there is a learning curve and also that kind of, it takes time to, uh, you know, put away that kind of uh, layer that we have, that we have built on a regular basis in the society. Um, because podcast demands you to be honest because you cannot uh, BS our way to, you know, success in podcasting because I think people are not looking at us, you know, they don't know who we are. They don't, you know, so the only uh, media that they can rely on is audio. So if people are not genuine, you know, it really uh, showcases, okay, that this person is not genuine. So I think uh, your approach is very, very right. And saying, you know, uh, let's start small and slowly grow it. But I, it, um, as I said, you know, I have listened to your stuff, but I can already see that you, you know, you have that established kind of voice, 
and also that kind of um, uh, you know patience to uh, put it out properly so yeah congrats on that well thank you very much Ganesh. i appreciate that because that is the thing is i've i've realized more recently that i've gone through enough things and i've had enough mm -hmm. uh, experiences in life that i am a, a very authentic person and i'm a very deep person where i like to explore things as much as i possibly can and so then from here i'm starting to get more comfortable um speaking on certain subjects because i've thought about them quite a bit and i want to keep thinking about them and i, I don't want to necessarily stagnate and just stay in one spot but it it's kind of weird because i think sometimes especially if you're going to do a podcast or if you're going to be telling other people advice or your thoughts or whatever it's a little different at first because like who am i to tell you how you should think or feel about something but then that's the thing that i always go back to is well this is what mm -hmm. i know based on my experiences so i think that i have mm -hmm. insights into those things so it's kind of getting over any sort of mm -hmm. like uh, humility not not in a bad way you know like not saying i'm going to be cocky or arrogant but but to get over any false mm -hmm. humility, I guess I should say, and just be like, hey, I know this stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it because mm -hmm. I think it can really help Got people. It. So, Ross, uh, because you said that, you know, you you are a very deep person thinking about it. Here is a question, right? How many gods do you think exist? Mm -hmm. yes. How many gods do I think exist? Um, that's an interesting question. Interesting question for sure. I think the, as far as it relates mm -hmm. to human beings, I think mm -hmm. that there's only one. I think that there is a possibility mm -hmm. of there being other ones, but mm -hmm. not in this universe. So, because the way that I look at it is God is the universe. Like mm -hmm. they're this one and the same. So God is continually expanding because science tells us about mm -hmm. the universe expanding and scientists estimate in about mm -hmm. about a million years that the mm -hmm. universe will stop expanding and then will retract well then that to me that mm -hmm. god isn't infinite it's finite but it's just incomprehensible mm -hmm. to us as human beings so i think that there could be the possibility mm -hmm. of say other universes and you know kind of mm -hmm. quote unquote other gods potentially um but you know that's kind of where I'm at as far as my thinking on that Got it. currently. And which religion do you follow? Um, I was mm -hmm. raised Catholic uh, in the, you know, mm -hmm. subset of Christianity, of course. Um, currently, I don't follow Sorry. religion. Uh -huh. I very much believe in God, but I, I, I don't believe in... Okay, the, so you don't follow any religion, is it? Got it. So... If you let's yes. say if you don't, uh, you know, like follow any religion, um, how do you make sure that you know you are being, let's say, faithful to your God or the one? Um, for me, that's pretty easy. I think, um, at least mm -hmm. conceptually, it's easy. In practice, it can be difficult mm -hmm. just being a human being. 
But the way that I look at it is, is I don't ever mm-hmm. want to cause harm to someone. So I, I try to do everything as much as I can, whether it's with my family or mm-hmm. it's anyone. Uh, so, I, I mean, there is some foundations of mm-hmm. the religion that I was raised in. Um, some mm-hmm. things that I, I believe in, but then there was a lot that I didn't. And there's other things from other religions and other philosophies that I've picked up that it's, if it ties in with, with the common idea of, is this a good thing? Like, do I mm-hmm. really believe that this is a good thing? Do I really believe that mm-hmm. this is the right way to do it? So I just try to always look at things as, mm-hmm. am I doing the right thing? And am I doing it for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I keep an eye on myself. And I, I check in with myself uh, very consistently. And I analyze kind of, you know, like, okay, what's going on? Let's think about those. What's the right way to do? And then I just kind of let the universe kind of God, if you will, you know, give me the input. And then mm-hmm. things seem to work out. Got it. Well. Because, um, you know, let me, uh, let's say, get a little bit deep. You know, in my religion, that is Sanatana Dharma or Hinduism, as called by West, right? Um, you know, we say that, you know, even our gurus teaches mm-hmm. that your relation with God, you know, it should be so crazy that the person um, on opposite to you who yes. sees this should call you as a crazy person. They should not understand your relation to God. You know, it should be it should be uh, crazy in a certain way of, okay, I understand my God and I know what uh, relation that I need to have, um, but I certainly don't need to prove it to anybody. Yeah, I, I like that because I think it, it it is individual. I think it is individual as far as your beliefs and and how you relate to God. Um, because, you know, we're all different as human beings. So we all have different experiences and different, you know, mixtures of different things that happen to us. So I, I think it would absolutely make sense that your relationship with God would be totally different and would seem kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, but if it helps you be a good person and you're helping other people and you're good in, in mm-hmm. your community and in your family, um, you know, I think that that's yeah, because a I think um, you know at the start you said that right. You know I don't follow a religion, but I have uh, a trust and faith in God, right? So that relation of your uh, you to God mm-hmm. is different yeah. than my relation to God, right? So Absolutely. it's like you know like two plus two equals four, but how you arrive at that number four is very different. Yeah, because it could be three yes. plus one. So let's talk a little bit about aliens now, because I'm very interested in that. Um, because anytime you know you pick up God or religion or universe, okay. the first question is, are there aliens? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a subject that does come up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on it? Like, do you think aliens are there? Aliens are far away? Aliens are close to us? Or aliens are among us? Uh, well, I think that there's definitely something going on, especially some of the recent videos that have come out, uh, with, you know, the, mm-hmm. was it the Tic Tac video and different things that have been caught on, uh, military cameras and things. And there's, 
different talks in uh, here in the U.S. about uh, some potential um, congressional uh, mm-hmm. uh, some meetings and different things, some yes. things being declassified, government saying, well, we have some things mm-hmm. from that aren't from this planet yes. and, you know, things like that. I, I think that mm-hmm. it's absolutely a possibility. I don't, I'm open to the mm-hmm. idea. I don't necessarily believe anything ex- unless, you know, I mean, if there's proof mm-hmm. that it's there, then sure. But mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a possibility. I think that maybe, a, a, I don't know, I kind of look at things in, okay. pro- as probability. So for me, the idea of aliens mm-hmm. being like among us, I think mm-hmm. it's very low possibility. Again, you know, I'm not informed on that, so I don't know. But um, and then as far as them existing, I, I think it's a fairly mm-hmm. good possibility because God is in is so much more powerful yes. than we can ever comprehend. I think maybe when we die, mm-hmm. we get some insight um, as to how powerful God is and the kind of secrets of the universe, so to speak. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was incontrovertible evidence mm-hmm. of aliens out there, but at the same time, I, I don't know. And I also don't know how relevant it would be mm-hmm. to everyday life. I know a lot of people think that it would change everything if there's, you know, life in yes. the universe other than human beings. But I mean, we're so much more powerful than any other living creature mm-hmm. here on the planet. Um, with the things mm-hmm. that we've been able to develop, us as, as just human beings, I mean, uh, we're not that powerful, but with our minds and our mm-hmm. ability to build things, we're very powerful, compa- way more powerful than anything else on our planet. So it's very possible that there's something else out mm-hmm. there that's way more Yeah. You're back. <laughs> nope, no issues. So, Ross, I'm going to I'm sorry. Uh, give it, uh, I know, present you two statements. So, you let me know what you think about it, right? So, one of the statements says that on the on the question of why are we so interested okay. in aliens is, um, you know, a lot, lot of lot of philosophers and even scientists say that the reason we are <laughs> afraid of aliens is because we are highly aware of how we treat animals you know which are not as intelligent as us that's the one statement and the second statement is you know when when asked that why do you think aliens are observing humanity right like what is so special about us um i think joe rogan or someone said it that you know like we have so much weaponry we we have the ability to destroy ourselves very quickly yet we have that ability to control ourselves and you know be um, you know like harmonious in terms of existence and understanding people in even in critical conditions so what do you think about these two statements um as far as the first statement um being afraid of something more powerful than we are and the way that we treat animals. Um, I think that that would, that does make sense. I haven't thought about that particular aspect of things that much. Cause like I said, I don't, 
I don't know how relevant the alien uh, subject would be if it were true. Um, but I could definitely see that because since we we <laughs> can't be kind of arrogant about how powerful we are mm -hmm. in relation to other things on the planet. So if something else was that that much more powerful than, say, we are, even with all the technology that we think we have, and they can maneuver in ways that we can't even fathom and understand how they are able to operate and do things, then they we would totally be at their mercy. Um, and then if they had an idea to do something, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily to, not necessarily to eat us, but you know, if they wanted to do something, we couldn't do anything to stop it, even with, you know, all the weaponry that the world has, that would be a very mm -hmm. unsettling thought of, well, yes. we're not doing anything to you now, but we could if we wanted to. Um, but then at, at the same time, maybe in a roundabout way, that would be a, a somewhat of a good thing of they could, but they're not. And maybe it would make uh, humanity a little bit more humble and a little kinder of you know, there's something that's not so powerful out there. There's something out there that can kick our ass. Maybe we should try to reevaluate how we react to each other. Um, but you know, that's just one one thought. Yes. Um, can you so, repeat the um, uh, and second on the question of you know why aliens no have not destroyed us or are not here yet, right? Or you know why are we so special that aliens would take interest in humanity or you know hum human as a species is because of the ability of humans to destroy ourselves very quickly and you know uh, in in a very grand way. Yet there is some um, um, you know agreement between us that stops us from doing that. Even though we hate ourselves and you know we still are very tribal in mentality. Um, I think the reason if, if the aliens were there and, and they're checking things out, as it were, I, I think it wouldn't be any different than, uh, what human beings are trying to do mm -hmm. as far as, and what human beings have done before mm -hmm. of going out and exploring the mm -hmm. world. So, I mean, all throughout human history, it's been people trying to figure out like, Hey, we're on this Island or this piece of land. Well, what's on the other side of that water Let's, or what's on the other side of this forest, you know? So I think it's just natural that you would want to explore out and around. Um, so I would imagine if that were the case, as far as aliens, that maybe they've been here for hundreds of years or thousands, or, you know, maybe they were always here. You know, I don't, I don't know. But I would think that you would want to go explore out and see, you know, what other resources are out there, what other things are out there. Because if, if there were aliens, then presumably there would be some sort of home world and how long that civilization existed, you know. So it would make sense that they would want to go out and explore and see what things are there. And if they found something that was far less powerful than, than they you know, I mean, you'd want to map it, check it out, observe it. And maybe there's something useful that can Got be it. used. Because the reason I think about it a lot, right, um, is because of a very simple reason that even till today, with all the technology we have, 
we don't know how many species of fish or um, um, and organisms are there in the sea you know and sea is not far from us and yet you know like people like tyson who are who are you know leading scientists you know claim this you know th- th- there is no chance that you know there is an alien because we put up a telescope in the space and you know we looked at the space as an entirety i'm like dude like you you don't know what is what is in the you know like the sea which is like what thousand to thousand to thousand five hundred feet you don't know what is it in there and um you know we are making calculations of okay does life exist mm-hmm. on this particular planet because our telescope has been looking at it for you know like many years but you know with all the technological advancement we have made you know still we have we have not yet right. put a man on the moon like of course we put it back in the day but you know we have never been able to commercialize it right and still, even till today we do not have enough technology to fly to mars within within um, um you know like six months six months is a minimum period um and also uh, elon you know i don't know whether people like him or not but he said that you know okay if we even fine-tune the technology you know we could fly as fast as three months you know that is 90 days from earth to mars and that's just a neighboring planet now imagine going to another universe or another mm-hmm. galaxy um right. you know just thinking about okay you know we, we are going to look at uh, things in in you know mi- right. microbial capacity and see whether there is a movement or not um because you know there is this agreement um, in evolutionists that they think the further right. the evolution of a species happens right as um, you know the species becomes intelligent and self aware um you know these species tend to go underground you know they they don't build structures like us above the ground because it's very risky and if that's the case then we are absolutely fucked because there is no way of uh, detecting movement in in the planet even if there is any life right <laughs> right yeah yeah cuz that is the thing is we know more about space than we do our own ocean so yeah there is a lot of different aspects of that and that's one thing i've been thinking about more recently is is it's like we have you know all these technological advancements and things but it's like (laughs) but as human beings like we're still afraid of bad weather you know like if there's going to be a bad storm it's like oh we better get inside because this thunderstorm's coming or you know snowstorm or whatever like we haven't conquered anything on our Mm -hmm. own planet we can't you know if anything we make our own weather worse um so, uh, you know, it, we, like, I mean, we, we just bought a new washing machine and a dryer and they're very nice and everything, but it's like, but how different is that conceptually from, you know, 50 years ago? Like, Not yes, there's sure. technological advancements and they seem like these big grand things, but I mean, I'm still, a, a mm-hmm. I'm still a weak, squishy human being in the grand scheme of like nature and things, you know? So there's just uh there's a lot of advancements but it's all relative to what we've had before if if we don't necessarily have any other idea of things Mm -hmm. other than again relative to what we've had previous so i mean if if you have a a really terrible childhood and you have just Mm -hmm. like a person treats you just okay not even great it's going to seem like that person's amazing you know so it's it doesn't necessarily mean that what we've accomplished so far is, is, you know, a planet or as human beings 
is that great? Because that could be very unimpressive potentially to, Mm -hmm. you know, say another group of beings, you know, that could mean absolutely nothing of like, Oh, that's, that's really neat. You know, it's like a, a little kid mm-hmm. playing soccer versus, you know, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, it's, I, I don't know who quoted totally this, but they said that so. humans often mistake, um, you know, upgrading to inventions or advancement. You know, because all of the modern technology comes from a slab, right? Slab of uh, a plastic. You know, it's it, that's all it is, right? It's a screens. But if you remove that one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, invention right the slab mm-hmm. um, what else have we done mm-hmm. yeah i mean there plastic has made a huge difference in things um mm-hmm. i know there's been some advancements yes. different like alloys and steels and different things like that there's been some some uh things that have happened mm-hmm. over the past you know i don't know 5 10 20 years what have you um but that, that is the thing is, it's not like mm-hmm. we can create anything ourselves. We create something because yes. of a base element or already existing things, you know? So it, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you ever played Minecraft, it's like, well, all the things are here <laughs> and you could build something really cool, but you're not creating it from nothing. You're, you're taking these elements, yes. breaking them down and then reconstituting them in another form. But you're not necessarily maybe some slight changes or alterations, but you're not actually mm-hmm. creating anything. Even like a 3D printer is as neat as that can be. You're just yeah. taking something and transferring it over to something mm-hmm. else. That's that's all you're doing. It's neat and it's it's handy, uh, you know, for a, a person. But again, maybe does mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, because not that impressive. Uh, yeah, know. and also one more thing I want to you know like point out is I am no um, conspiracy theorist, but I like to believe in all theories until proven wrong, you know, because um, uh, earlier you mentioned tic- the Tic Tac video, right, where uh, it was captured from the fighter jet. So, um, you know, the uh, bombers that we are seeing today um, mm-hmm. that are so silent and nuclear um, and capable, they were invented almost like 50 to 60 years ago. Like people don't realize that, right? B-56 is all these bombers who, which, are, you know, which are arguably very near to UFOs, right. like how they look and how they operate because the speed that they can mm-hmm. get is very crazy. Yeah. One, two is they are uh, powered by nuclear so kind of en- uh, endless energy and long long range and also they are very silent so it's like that was 50 years ago imagine 50 years of advancement mm-hmm. Yes, and you're back. Yeah, so I was saying, imagine 50 years of, you know, advancement in that particular field, right? Because they do have uh, access to infinite amount of capital, you know, especially in your country, um, you know, defense does not have a lack of budget Mm -hmm. by any chance. No, the U.S. military budget is 
uh, yeah. more than the top 10 next in line combined around uh -huh. the world. So, so imagine with, with yeah, that much amount of money, money and, um, that is you know, in sure. that much period of 50 years, what, um, you know, today's technology in terms of what we can do is, because I believe right now, you know, all the, um, you know, congressmen in your country, you know, who are saying, I know a guy, you know, who is, um, you know, who has seen it, who has recovered mm -hmm. it, you know, we, uh, they have a committee for, you know, uh, I don't remember the name, it's called as uh, UFO Retrieval Committee or something, right? Um, you know, this all seems too much of, uh, too much like, okay, you know, like now you're just fucking up with me yep. uh, to cover up something else. Because, you know, the earlier UFO project um, uh, theories <laughs> that was spread by CIA was right. to cover these bomber projects. So it, it, it looks like, you know, very... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that I've, I've always thought of, too. I was just going to say that's one thing that I've thought of, too, is a lot of times um, if there is something going on that's maybe mm -hmm. more serious where you want something, you know, the focus to be somewhere else, uh, kind of like a, a shell game of, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, look at this hand, but something's going on over mm -hmm. here, um, yeah. then you can use that sort of a thing to do that. Um, also too, I mean, some of what, but what the other thing is mm -hmm. if like, you know, if you wanted to get into conspiracy theories and things, mm -hmm. um, which I, I try not to get too far into it, but one thing would be if you, the best way to hide something that you've been developing, that's way more powerful than anything that, you know, if it's been being worked on in secrecy for how long and you're like, okay, well now one side mm -hmm. of our, our apparatus is viewing this, that wasn't mm -hmm. really we're not really wanting them to see this, but they're seeing it. Well, what better way to do it than to <laughs> let out the information that the people have yes. already created? You know, the, the, all those things already exist. So it's like, okay, well, we could just say, hey, look at this. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, we did find some stuff. It's not from us. We don't know who did it. But, uh -huh. you know, who, who's to say that it wasn't some project? Because the amount of uh -huh. development that went on from World War Two, and then from there on has you know was incredible and the amount of mm -hmm. different things mm -hmm. that americans uh took from the nazi scientists and things like that mm -hmm. uh they had all kinds of crazy ideas of things that they wanted to pursue technologically speaking so who's to mm -hmm. say that that didn't put okay you so know, uh, different now projects to, on a trajectory uh, because you said uh, conspiracy like theory that. and you know government trying to cover up so have you heard of project pluto Yes. Okay. Project Pluto. So, um, because I said that you know, your country has mm, I don't think infinite I amount of money to spend on arms and ammunitions, right? So, uh, Project Pluto was a very simple project. Uh huh. So it it was a very simple project. Yeah. You know, a bunch of scientists came to together them. and they said, you know, what would be cooler than a nuclear warhead missile? What do you think would be what what do you think would be a cooler idea than a nuclear uh, warhead like missile? What? Could you could you guess what 
yeah so i was asking you what what do you think would be cooler right Hello? than a nuclear warhead missile okay now can you hear me i think i lost you ganesh hello hello mic check 1 2 yeah so uh, okay yeah all good yeah. so my question was what do you think yep. is cooler than a nuclear warhead missile okay so mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> scientists decided um, that I, a nuclear warhead know. missile was not cool enough right so they built a nuclear warhead missile okay which would have seven nuclear okay. heads within it and it was powered by nuclear <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and i mean what's um, better they, than their you know aim was to nuclear is just more um, nuclear i guess you know uh, fly it for a very long time so it could uh, circulate earth eight times before uh, losing its energy it has that much as of range and it would it could fly within 500 to 1000 feet from the ground so it was a very uh, low altitude ultrasonic uh, missile that was a new that had seven nuclear warheads and was powered by <laughs> nuclear nuclear so along its way you know wherever it went to it would it would shower radiation onto <laughs> normal citizens while deploying uh, you know seven uh, nuclear warheads and finally reaching its destination oh my <laughs> wow yes and people uh, you know when i say this to my Sounds friends like everyone, they're like yeah now it must be very new right this project you know like it must be like you know like within 20 years 30 years i'm like no it 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 was Uh, tried out from 1961 to 64 yeah i know that they had a lot of projects of all kinds of different things they were going to use uh nuclear to yes, yes. i think to try to uh dig holes in different things yes. they were trying to use nuclear like hey it's this new technology let's try it for all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. and then obviously they found out about the yeah. side effects and other ramifications and then mm -hmm. a lot of those didn't so, end up happening. So do you want to know what happened to pro project They Pluto? were very excited about all that for sure. So uh United States decided okay it was a bit unethical sure. <laughs> to come out with this particular missile. <laughs> Maybe you know unethical yeah <laughs> just just, a just just a tiny bit. so uh they they shut the project they said, okay this project is going to close and then after few years <laughs> you know the daddy of all russia um uh, built their own version called as a bureau vetsnik it's literally the similar concept and they developed and they deployed it so it's like ready to fire now kind of thing oh yeah yeah so even if you even if right now if you look at wikipedia right of bureau vetsnik mm -hmm. If you look at the maximum firing yeah. range, okay, it says unlimited. <laughs> like that's the crazy fact. It's, there, there is no range in it. You know, it's it's nuclear powered. It can be like 
oh, until geez. the uh, you know construction material starts to go bad it can still be traveling and both countries have tested this particular missile yeah i guess it can yeah, yeah. of course it. of course it can they control it while it's uh -huh. in the air it uh, i mean like they can do that but it has seven nuclear warheads right so you need to coordinate wherever. where you should drop it <laughs> yeah well right but i just meant as mm -hmm. far as if you had it launched yes, correct. because it has you know unlimited okay, energy we want to hit this area so you can move you can it in any direction you want and it's ultrasonic it and it is very low altitude right so uh-huh <laughs> it's like you it's know kind of okay, have you seen this uh, united nations it? report that more than uh i think 168 <laughs> nuclear war warheads are still to date missing i think ross i think i'm just giving you new fears oh no i didn't <laughs> stopping you that. from sleeping peacefully <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 you, no idea. You may. Um, do they have okay. any idea where the like who they're yeah. missing from? Uh, it's and... like you know, I think in 2006, one of the senator... no idea where they went or no, I think in 2006, one Just of the senators from the United States said war that warlord you know, casually in, in a press meet that you know, like since three days, you know, we are missing 33 nuclear warheads, like just like that, you know, like not, not a big deal, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, like oh, maybe I, 33 I nuclear warheads. Nothing, nothing of you know again. alarming thing. You know, it's just just very natural um, uh, to miss nuclear weapons. Yes. <laughs> yeah, misplaced them somewhere. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I had a couple, so, and like, I just left them. At, I mean, uh, these are the, the kind of you know, thoughts that I here. get. You know, very random, but uh, very frightening. Because I'm from India, and you know our both neighbors have uh, nuclear weapons, and uh, thanks to United States, Pakistan has nuclear weapons. Even though, okay, yeah. uh, do, do you, you know the country of Pakistan, right? Okay, uh, of course, because you 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 are American, you should know <laughs> Pakistan very closely. Yes. So. Um, do you know that they have uh, they have around 22 nuclear warheads, but they do not have any specialists who can maintain it for the long term? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I knew that. Okay, they so had, there was only uh, one old guy. I, 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 I forgot his name. He was a doctor. Really he, 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 was, he was very like renowned nuclear scientist. And he was the only person who was capable of maintaining these nuclear warheads. And that guy died. So, oh snap kind of moment. Mm -hmm. Oh. They didn't have a plan B. There is they... no plan B because there is no plan B person. They didn't have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. Should have, should uh, I think United States also offered you know, somebody kind of waiting in the wings come in and maintain, But they said that it would be um you know not good for the country if someone from outside maintained a nuclear bomb <laughs> yeah 
Rosh, I, but, I can but understand the, but the weapon the was given from the United States. Sounds like you should have someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, you know. But yeah. I'm sure they, they think um, that yeah, it's and of their course, toy has to play it. with. They don't want anybody else um, messing with it. You know, just like that. Right, yeah. Does, yes, uh, do you want to hear the story? Is, uh, does India have nuclear capability? So, um, Atal Bihari Vajpayee was our Prime Minister back then. Sure. And he was like, you know what, we are going to go ahead and get nuclear weapons for ourselves because, you know, Pakistan has got its own. <clears throat> so, side note, Pakistan got nuclear weapons before us. So, we were like, okay, afraid. You know, so we were like, okay, we, we will do we will do our own research. We'll get it, right? So, we went to United States. Okay. And United States said, fuck you. <laughs> like, um, mm -hmm. you know, that Eminem, Eminem's verse, like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like getting fuck you for Christmas is a gift kind oh, of thing. <laughs> so we went to uh, Russia. So uh, we asked Russia, but uh, United States and today's <laughs> Ukraine um, said, if you get nuclear weapons from Russia, we will veto the fuck out of you. You will be out of United Nations. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, what the fuck do we do now? So then Atal Bihari Vajpayee was like, you know, what, oh, let, let me, let me like get the best minds like on this fucking planet and, you know, let's build our own nuclear weapon. So <clears throat> we built our own nuclear uh, warhead in four years and we tested it in a, a place called as Pokram, Pokram range. It was an underground test. Wow. And until almost like three days before nobody in the world knew that we were developing nuclear weapons mm -hmm. and then it was like surprise motherfucker kind of moment where you know uh, the bomb went off and um, then united states offered uh, support <laughs> in maintaining the nuclear weapon <laughs> but they, they also rallied with a lot of countries like Ukraine and, mm, um, you know, really? I don't want to name names, Germany and all these countries uh, to force India to uh, surrender nuclear weapons. I was, I, and we were like, fuck you, we are not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. You had to do it on your own and then to try to say, yeah. no, you I, can't have it now. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can understand not wanting to give that up. I, I think the only reason Especially that when your India did not become Iraq is we don't have oil in that amount of reserve. <laughs> or, you know, the famous line, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oil is a big... Yeah, uh, I mean, of course, we are more stable in yeah. terms of economy. And well, there's a lot more people we in We are the second too, largest military so and all Maybe that things. has something to do with it. I but, don't know. you know, like that is understandable. We almost became Iraq, <laughs> you know. Those lines are almost said mm -hmm. that, you know, they have weapons of mass destruction. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, Ross, what do you think about well, this I'm glad Af that that Afghanistan project, pet project of United States? Mm -hmm. um well all that stuff is is so unfortunate that all those things had occurred um i think mm -hmm. for one i don't know if we should have been in any of involved in any of that stuff to begin with as a country um 
But that said, once we were already there, it was just a shame that we didn't do a better job of of taking care of the people that had helped the U.S. military. And then when they left and there was a lot of people mm-hmm. that were very vulnerable that didn't get the assistance that they should have um, when they did the military withdrawal, um, I, I just felt really bad for the people that were left behind that thought, you know, well, we've got the U.S. here, we're going to help them, you know, we, we don't like the Taliban and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they just felt like they were a lot of, they did get some of the people out, but there was a lot of people that didn't. Mm-hmm. And then those people being uh, incredibly vulnerable mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm sure a lot of them, you know, ended up dead um, as a result because, you know, they were helping uh, Americans. So it's just a shame mm-hmm. that the U.S. didn't do more to try to get out more yes. people um, if they were going to plan a, a military withdrawal. Um, I just think all of that stuff is just, its a, to me, it's, it, it's all just a big tragedy because there mm-hmm. was a lot of things that went on that probably shouldn't have gone on. But, excuse me, I think uh, also, too, mm-hmm. at the time, because sometimes uh, in a police investigation, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily, well, this could be maybe a little different nowadays, maybe not, but mm-hmm. a lot of times, or, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but sometimes in, mm-hmm. say, a police investigation, yeah. if there's a, a terrible crime that's committed, mm-hmm. there's huge pr- public pressure to get yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. And maybe you get the right person, maybe you don't get the right person, but hey, we've got somebody. And how many mm-hmm. times someone locked yeah. up and they shouldn't be, but well, we got somebody. So then the public's satisfied mm-hmm. and, you know, we feel like, well, we've got justice for this. Well, after 9-11, it yes. was, well, Weapons that, of mass you know, we got to do enough. something. We got to find somebody. And, <laughs> you know, then it yeah. was kind of like, okay. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, well, we found this evidence, so we got to go do this and we're going to, mm-hmm. we're declaring war on our back gonna invade and you know all this other stuff and that so Mm -hmm. it's just uh it's a real shame the amount of uh terrible things that have gone on over the past you know 20 years uh, as a result of all that Mm -hmm. and then the amount of time that the u.s uh stayed in afghanistan but the thing is is the u.s is still involved sudan i understand it in iraq and in syria and other places you know so it yeah, right. And I, I saw a thing, uh, I think it was, mm-hmm. they were, uh, there was U.S. Navy SEALs and stuff that were doing yes. more training Somalia. operations, but they were doing it in, I think, was it Somalia? Yeah. I think it was. I just saw a report the other day because um, they were dealing with the mm-hmm. uh, offshoot of Al-Qaeda. I forget the name of the organization that was operating there or what have you, but... But yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, well, we're out of Afghanistan. Yeah, you I, th- know, I think United States is a, active a in 24 in countries. And, you know, lots of other places. And, you know, should we necessarily yeah. be there? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that's interesting is <laughs> the United States military has yes. more military bases around the world than any other country in the history yeah. of the world. Like, we have military bases everywhere. I mean, on every continent. Um, mm. So, 
the reach of the U.S. military is definitely mm -hmm. far and wide, um, which I personally don't necessarily have a problem mm -hmm. with. I just think that we need to be more cautious about when we're going to utilize that. Like, I, th I think the better way to approach it would be more so of, mm -hmm. like, let's build in certain areas or let's help make certain areas better yeah. economically. And then maybe you have fewer problems, uh, you know, with terrorism and different things. Because yeah. if you're a, a, your family's just a regular family just trying to make it through, and then as a result of mm -hmm. going after, say, other terrorists, and you bomb, and then, oh, my parents are dead, and now yeah. I'm this orphan, like, yeah. and it's a U.S. bomb or, you know, a quote-unquote allied bomb or whatever, that's really going to piss me off. You grow up and then you're like, well, I don't have a family because, uh -huh. or at least in your mind, is, you know, this was because of America. Well, and then somebody's recruiting or whatever. You know? mm -hmm. Same as a, a gang here in, in uh, the U.S. or, you know, around the world. Like, the reason why gangs are prevalent mm -hmm. in certain areas is because they don't, young people yes. don't have, like, say, a, a good family structure. Mm -hmm. And they're searching for that. And Ross, and here is what I think it's very it interesting to me. As an Indian, you know, of course, you know, uh, you know people so. who are listening, I, I, in, in no way, shape or form, I'm an American, you know, I don't have any voting rights or anything, right? I, I live in India, I never left my country. But here is what I think was very interesting. You know, when Trump was running for presidency, people expected that mm -hmm. the world is going to be like fucked up, you know, everywhere, just violence and destabilization of countries. And when Biden was running, you know, people were like, okay, this is the guy who's going to st stabilize this mess. And ironically, it was the exact opposite is what I feel. Because, you know, even in Middle East, mm -hmm. I think when Trump was there, a the, uh, lot of achievements were achieved, you know, from United States. And, <clears throat> you know, this whole Afghanistan thing was also under a little bit controlled. And everybody, I think, expected sort of Biden to come in and stabilize more and all we saw is like i feel like it's, it's just a shit show because just imagine just imagine about a boy or, or 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 just a kid in afghanistan right i mean he or she was able to go to school and enjoy their regular life now just like just like that you know it's all fucked and it all feels like you know optics played in too much and politics played in too much in in a uh, and it replaced mm -hmm. balls you know, it replaced courage and just, they're like, you know what, like, let's just pull out overnight, you know, we will not tell anybody and also we'll leave billions and billions and billions of military assets and weapons. Um, yeah, that was dumb. Um, I think because India, because we are very near to Afghanistan, you know, mm -hmm. we are just one country away from Afghanistan. So here it was covered extensively and we saw uh, Hamas being left and, you know, uh, machine right. guns and... Uh, even um, uh, fighter jets and helicopters were left. And I saw, I, do, I don't know that lady's name. She is the official spokesperson for the Biden administration, I think. She said that, you know, oh yeah, you know, we left it, but we have left it in a very bad manner where they cannot restore it. And I, 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 I felt like it was an oxymoron kind of statement. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, I, I left my yeah. Rolls Royce in that hood, you know, where you know gang activity is there but you know what i have disabled the engine as if they are so fucking dumb that they cannot figure out that much of simple technology you know which is one google search away
Yeah, there was, uh, mm-hmm. that was the thing that they were saying is some of the, uh, like helicopters and different things that those were supposedly, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have the maintenance, uh, to be able to properly take care of it. So they didn't think that it would matter. Uh, us military, a lot of times, uh, does mm-hmm. that when they're done with, uh, an operation, like a large operation. Yeah. A lot of times it's just cheaper to get new than it is to transport the old. Yes. yes and right. I remember, um, I think it was, yes. there was like the burn pits, I think it was and like Afghanistan mm-hmm. and Iraq and stuff where they had like all the, you yeah. know, like old rifles and all kinds mm-hmm. of equipment and stuff. And they just burn it for, you know, days and days and days. And I remember mm-hmm. there was even, there's a place somewhere in the ocean. This was during, I think, World War II. <laughs> but they just drove all this stuff in, into the, off this cliff into the ocean. And it was like Jeeps and tanks and all kinds of stuff. Because they're like, well, we can't leave it here. So we'll just drive it off in here. <laughs> and oh, all this God. stuff's like rusted out in the ocean, mm-hmm. like still today. Just like this massive bunch of military equipment. And it's, yeah, it's, it's different. I don't. I understand it, I guess, yeah. if you don't care about anything other than, like, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, then if it's strictly a financial yeah. thing, then it's like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense. <laughs> but any other way, it makes no sense at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Ross, but, but I, I think you don't I'm have to be a military a, person you know, to military give you a verdict so on it because it's very simple, say, right? But... It's like, it's like you, you, yeah. you drove, uh, let's say... A sh- um, uh, you know, a Ford, a Ford car for 20 years, and when you were done with it, you just like drove through to the cliff, and you said, you know, fuck it, it's not my issue, you know, it's not my headache to <laughs> responsibly discard this vehicle. And I think you, as a civilian, probably have more responsibility <laughs> of discarding these assets than military has, uh, you know, in in its history. Well, I think I think that's a, a good way to put it, uh, because for the simple fact of mm-hmm. if I had a truck and I had it for 20 years and I was going to get rid yes. of it or I was going to get something different, I would probably mm-hmm. be able to get something mm-hmm. for it. Even if I took it to a junkyard and got a few yeah. hundred dollars, I would still get something for it. So as a civilian, that would mean mm-hmm. something to me. But when you're the government and you yes. you're spending other people's money, then you don't care what happens with that. You're not looking yeah. at well, what's the best way? Because you also it have fuckload of money every year coming in, to and spend these are new. This. So who gives a crap about this? You don't but, have to value. But we will not pay our you're... veterans. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> sorry if you to have interrupt like a, you. A really you know, we we kid. have fuckload of money to spend on arms and uh-huh. ammunitions, uh, but we're not going to oh, take okay. care of our veterans because who does that? You know, like that's illogical. Yeah, that that is uh, one thing that is terrible because there are uh, some things that you do get uh, taken care of as a veteran. But there are lots of veterans Mm -hmm. that don't have the proper uh, support that they need. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. something else that I want to look into at some point, too, and try to find a way that I can help with that, because it is a real shame. I mean, the fact that we have Iraqi war veterans that are here, you know, at home and they have PTSD and just the suicide rate is so mm-hmm. high and just all the issues. I mean, some of like there's homeless veterans, uh, you know, in some cases. And mm-hmm. how, how can we have that when we ask, you know, and especially it's an all volunteer force. So 
they chose to do that yeah. for whatever their personal reason was, but then the country doesn't have their yeah, back. Yeah, I think it's really sad. The military, uh, yeah, it's really terrible, especially with the amount of money that we have. Just with the amount of money that we have too, mm-hmm. that we can't put. Yeah, in, I think I think know, that's the issue because Ross in India, veterans, right? So. Because even we have a voluntary army and we are the second largest uh, army um, in the world, so. It's like, you know, we uh, here, if if you are ex-army, okay, let's say you retired, okay, it doesn't matter what your, what your age is. You know, if you if you go for any job, okay, they will give you preference and you will command a higher pay than a regular employee would. Upon which, you know, you will get the pension once you're retired and there is a, a, a committee that is oh, formed by, you know, these retirees, which mm. negotiate the amount of pension every year. So every year there is a percentage of pension that is uh, hiked, hiked because of you know inflation and all these issues. And we don't have you know like that that much of big budget uh, mm-hmm. when we when I compare it to United States or China yeah, or but... Russia and all these countries. Right. Yeah, that's uh, I didn't know that about uh, the Indian military, because mm-hmm. on a lot of times, uh, if mm-hmm. you're going to get a job here in the U.S., it'll be on there. Are you a veteran? And then you'll fill out, you know, yes, no, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily give you preferential treatment of any kind. Um, in some cases, some people uh, <laughs> won't want to hire a veteran mm-hmm. because they think something could be off with them. I'm not saying that that happens all the time. And then, Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the opposite where there's some companies mm-hmm. that really look for veterans or were started by veterans and then they try to hire mm-hmm. veterans. So, but there's legally mm-hmm. speaking, there's no, the government doesn't give any benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get what's mm-hmm. the VA, the Veterans Administration, because there's a hospital, like a VA hospital. Uh, there are some, mm-hmm. some benefits that you can get, but then I've heard mixed things as far as the health care that you get. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say the VA is terrible, and then other mm-hmm. times I hear that the VA is pretty good as far as you know medical care and things like that. So it's kind of a mixed bag, I think. But mm-hmm. I, I personally don't understand it. It doesn't make any bit of sense to me mm-hmm. that you're going to have somebody volunteer to potentially mm-hmm. you know go in harm's way to perform actions on behalf mm-hmm. of your your country and your government and put your your life them at risk but then not not be taken care so, of on the back end Ross, of that uh, do they get pension like I do they get a monthly payment with of such um i'm not sure to be honest i i don't know um i think that there is uh there was a guy i used to work with and he was a uh, I believe he was an army and a navy veteran. He was in both, um, mm-hmm. but he uh, he was set okay. up pretty good because he had. Uh, I think he did mm-hmm. get a pension, so I think that they do. Um, I don't know the particulars on. Got it. it. Um, but I do remember. I so Ross, I think uh, there's a very primary question that I would, I would I would have asked you earlier in the episode, but I I'm just a dumb person. I forgot. So, um, <laughs> you. So, uh, you, your podcast or your project is called as Daru. Right? I don't think we're done. What does the acronym stand for? Yes. 
Uh, it stands for mm -hmm. Disorganized Anti-Religion of the Universe. So what that means is, is I don't, I don't like organized religion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, like a church setting that, that yes. I just don't like that. Um, and I can tell you why, if you care to hear. Um, but so I want it to be a disorganized, a mm -hmm. disorganized idea. Um, so it's not a religion of any kind or anything like that. To me, it's just a, a different way to understand mm -hmm. the universe, which, I, like I said earlier, God and the universe to me are the same. So, mm -hmm. and it's an anti, the anti-religion part mm -hmm. is not that I'm against religion. Mm -hmm. If it helps people and it makes them a better person mm -hmm. and it gives them a structure that they feel comfortable in and it help, you know, helps them in their life, mm -hmm. then, you know, more power to them. They can go do that. I have no issue mm -hmm. at all with that. But the reason why it's anti-religion is kind of like anti-matter. Because antimatter in in a scientific uh, realm is mm -hmm. the thing in between the stuff we can see and observe that is kind of holds everything in place. So that's why I wanted to have uh, that called that that way. Because what I see is there's a lot of people that are, especially in the Western world, that are going away from uh, organized religion, and I, which is fine, but. I don't think it's a good idea to go away from organized mm -hmm. religion and then not have any idea or thought of God Got because it. God is still there, but it, it's just a mm -hmm. different way to observe that kind of like earlier yes. you were saying, well, two plus two is four. And I was saying, you know, like, well, three plus one before, like we can all get to the same place, but I think that there needs to be more of a conversation, especially with younger people around God and what God is and how that can, Got how it, it affects Ross, your life. Um, if like you don't mind me asking, how many like guest appearances have you had yet uh, till date? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, this will actually be my second one so Got far, because I only started. Ross, if you about, ever get any steam, ago, so. you know, <laughs> um, uh, with your project, okay, because of the two acronyms mm -hmm. a and r yeah. in your project okay people are going to call your project as a cult <laughs> just be ready for that mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i'm ready mm -hmm. for it that's fine i i'd actually told my uh, wife and son what i was doing and then at first yes. they were like oh okay and then i started <laughs> saying a little bit more than my wife looked at me and said are you starting a cult mm -hmm. And I said, no, 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 no idea uh -huh. of that. No, 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 nothing like that. I'm not, I'm not yes. more special than anyone Because else. you're going against religion. Have some insights to think. You know, people Maybe will call people, out you so. as a cult. <laughs> I, hopefully it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have yeah. a problem with that. It, it's not true. Yeah, but also charge like 999 people can believe what they want, the cult, okay. whether it's right or it's wrong. <laughs> Just to just to say fuck you, you know, to establish religion, no. uh, that kind of organization that you just okay. mentioned. You just say, you know, like nine ninety nine per month. You know, it's like it's like the quick pay fee to uh, heaven. You know. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. think I'll ever charge for. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no magic yes. either. That's the thing. It's, yeah, you don't have to. I think there are, just. 
<laughs> just an idea. Yeah, I, th- I think you're starting this out like a cult is just what a better uh, way. Um, and a person a from established now. organizations will say, I don't want to name names. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just a, uh, I know, like uh, a spoiler to you that people will recognize you as cult because you're recognizing God with no religion attached to it. Yeah, so be ready for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, you... Dude, that's why they're calling you as a cult. the other way and say, well, I think you're a cult. I mean, <laughs> you know, because what... Right, but that's what I'm saying. But they also yeah. be a cult because it's just because yeah, that's you're what larger I'm and you, you've set all these ideas and, you know, rules and laws and stuff. Yeah, because it's like, you know, have, have you heard know, of like, this hey. quote that game recognizes game? Yeah, okay. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like if if a person yeah. calls you cult, yeah. right? Right, exactly. Well, I, if a person calls you cult, you know, like, okay, your idea is a cult. What's that? Then you you can just, you know, like, just be psychological. Uh, uh, you can just start a psychological warfare. Just say, are you very like you know like religious and that person is going to say yes because a non-religious person wouldn't give a shit whether you're starting a cult or an idea mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah all the best in, yeah. Um, in your project um, but you know like remember me every time or any time when a person is going to call you as a cult <laughs> Yeah, I I want you, and I even I'll give remember, you a financial say, model to run your you cult. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, just I'll, the I'll give you a cut. We'll, we'll give you like twenty for the patented the idea. <laughs> mhm. And um, how many like episodes have you yeah. planned out as of now? Of course. Uh, right now I have, uh, there's a mm-hmm. couple more, I think I have about two to three more that are planned. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm working on mm-hmm. now, will co- which will come out Wednesday is called be right or get it right. The choice is yours. And it's just yes. one thing I've noticed is a lot of times people are more focused mm-hmm. on them wanting to be right and mm-hmm. not paying attention to the reality of what they're doing isn't working. And then adjusting accordingly so they get it right. Mm-hmm. They're more focused on wanting to be right and letting their ego get in the way of results. Got it. So that's what this upcoming uh, episode will be about. And then I have some other ones mm-hmm. planned on the back end of that. I have a whole list that I keep in my phone and a notes folder. So I've got probably like 50 different ideas at, for, at this point. So mm-hmm. I'll just keep going on that until, you know forever i guess but and then i'm working to try to get a couple of uh, guests on to do like a maybe like once a month or every other week mm-hmm. or something to have like more in-depth mm-hmm. uh more of a conversational style kind of similar to what you're doing here and then and then just mm-hmm. have the uh you know Got it. about five to 15 minute episodes yeah weekly. so uh just to end on end on the note just because you mentioned my own podcast i'm going to uh, give a shout out for my own podcast 
um do you know why i named it as sapient uh-huh okay so you know I how we study philosophers of the uh, you past you know the plato's and all these great philosophers but we don't know what was their character mhm so um you know the great philosophers in the past right like plato say that again and uh, you know like i don't want to name uh, these philosophers but you know there have been uh, you know many philosophers in the history that today we study about them you know religiously right but we absolutely have no idea what was their character like mhm yeah mhm because it's not like you know plato was walking around just Uh, oh, I'm talking you. in okay. quotes all day, right? He probably joked around, you know. He probably he was probably a little bit sarcastic because of his, you know, intelligence. Right. But we hold them at this higher level. Right. So what more of like what what they were? Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say And, more of like um, what they you know, were like. But because person. we do not know that, that right? Same. We hold them at a very high level. you know we're like oh my god he is similar to god because he, he has said so many good uh, correct things mm-hmm. but you know i'm pretty sure they also sounded like insane right. and uh, sometimes sarcastic at the same time you know because of situations in their life but we don't know that anymore Yeah, yes. there's nobody so uh, no I want to be that that first hand guy you know who wrote who wrote down that note sure. because you know when I when I when I hear to Daru project of yours I feel like Ross is a very like uh, philosopher kind of guy you know okay he's very serious you know he's very like down to the note you know he thinks a lot and all these things but you know you 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 are still a human being right like you you are you are you know you have that kind of comedic nature in you mm-hmm. you are sarcastic you understand the world you're not like a um you know like just a guy sitting on the you know i ever ever writing down philosophies right right yeah i like to joke around and i do all kinds of things outside of of that i like mm-hmm. to cook a lot and yeah just just imagine and, that you know, in probably in, of, you know 2034 or 35 beings. you know maybe 100 <laughs> years down the line they would say you know ross was a very great philosopher you know he was very serious then they will then they will you know uh, he you know listen to my podcast if it exists then and then they'll say no you know he is he is a pretty regular <laughs> guy you know and that's what i want people to uh, understand <laughs> yeah now i uh, now that you explain it i really like that that's a really neat way to look at it of let's find some interesting people yes. or you know and try to get them on and then see the just who they are because you know uh, no uh, offense to your yeah, project you know it's very great yeah, but really when like people that. are going to listen to your project they will see the philosopher side of ross rather than ross as a human being and then you know virtually they will hold yeah, you at a higher level than themselves Oh yeah, you, you, you know, like, do you know Jordan Peterson? You think so? Yeah. Do Do you know how people fuck on his 
Twitter and uh, yes, just yes, throw shit on his face, like mm-hmm. because because they have heard him talk about you know his literary his literary you know research on uh, psychology and all these things. Anytime, even if he is like ninety nine percent up to the mark, they're like fuck you. You know you are supposed to be hundred percent. Yeah, they mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot of people, or at least on yeah, it's like it's like unnecessary, life, right? He's a fucking human online, being, you know. He's going to say right things, wrong things. He's not caught, you know. And people don't uh, give him that kind of leniency. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I right? hear that's stuff just that he natural. says and I agree, and then there's other times I hear stuff he says and right. I'm like I don't agree with that. But yeah, I don't think it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think you should try to rule out what somebody says because they said one stupid thing. You should try to listen to everything yeah. they say. You know, if they, it's like if this, right? Like, let's say you stuff, you voted you for Trump. I'm not them. saying you voted, but I'm just but suggesting, right? Let's say you voted for Trump and I voted for Biden, okay? And you know, you I, I came to you and, up, and I just trolled you saying, you know, make America great again, right? Mm-hmm. And you just looked at me and said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not trying to be offensive there, <laughs> right? Because that's not a statement that you gave. That <laughs> that's a statement that Biden gave. <laughs> now yeah. a person is going to listen to it and say, you know, Ross is a philosopher, and how dare he say this kind of <laughs> statement? Yeah, that's true. Yes, and that's what I want to prevent. You know, that's why whenever I yeah. have a guest, I have had, you know, like good fortune of having good number of and very good people uh you know on the show and every time that is that's what i want to do you know i want to break them down as a character and you know before i ask them any kind of weird and controversial questions i i let them know like this is going to be controversial so you better buckle up yeah because you are going to be controversial and then don't tell me <laughs> that, you know, like you made me controversial because I want you to be controversial. Yes. I think it's a good idea to be as honest as you can about how you feel about a certain subject uh-huh. and, but also yes. to be as respectful as you can to people in general. <clears throat> yes. But there can be a fine line between being respectful and, and then not being honest. So I think you do have to mm-hmm. try to be as responsible as you can of yes. being honest and being who you are and not Correct. selling yourself short on what you believe and how you understand the world. But also, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times, I think most of the time, the things that get people in trouble, for me, it boils down to just just don't be a dick. Yes, correct. You know, like, just don't mm-hmm. be an asshole. Like don't go yeah, out of your way that's to try the to trick the majority of the time. In the majority of the time, like you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's good to uh, <laughs> I think it's good mm-hmm. to kind of hash out some things or talk about some things that maybe are a little controversial or what have you. Because that's the only way mm-hmm. that you're gonna have any sort of honesty yes. and, and get a people to gain a better understanding of things or maybe help them maybe having a conversation on a show like this help someone else kind of feel through something and like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's a little different way of looking at it than I thought before. This is a little different perspective. 
you know, maybe I can be a little bit more honest and more informed on something yes. that's going on. Because just because it's controversial doesn't mean that you you should never talk about it. If you never talk about it, well, then how are you going to figure mm -hmm. out, you know? A yeah, and at the least, how dare or, you, or uh, you know, think that, you know, what I'm open-minded when you're not, you know, people are very shallow, uh, you know, personalities and they say, you know, I'm very open-minded about it. Yeah, because, you know, I had that situation in my show, right? Because I had a yeah. dietitian from United States and she's not only a, a dietitian, she is an MD. So she is a doctor, you know, she, mm -hmm. she has worked for hospitals and everything. And, you know, she said something like, you know, like if, mm -hmm. if, if you're fat, you know, you, you know, and people say that you're fat, you know, you and, you know, you, you have to love who you are. But, you know, at the same time, you have to work on yourself because that's unhealthy. It's that simple. Now, take the same thing and tweet it and see what happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Because, well, one thing, though, mm -hmm. I think is in the real world, if you say certain things, like outside of the Internet, the majority of people will be like, yes. yeah, that makes but then if you take that same thing and you put it online, then you're going to, a certain mm -hmm. grouping of people are going to be, have this moral outrage yes. online that would be different than if you had that same conversation in person. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of warped things quite a bit mm -hmm. online. Because I did see a thing with uh, Jordan Peterson one time, and he was saying as far as, uh, mm -hmm. someone had asked him, like, do you get a lot of hate when you go do a, a speech or a talk or whatever? And he just said, no, I've, I've only had a couple times where somebody had said anything negative. He said, mm -hmm. overwhelmingly, it's, it's very positive when I'm mm -hmm. in person. It's just online. I get a lot of, a lot of hate. And I think it's, it's true for a lot of things. It's very mm -hmm. different. Um, if I watched the news, uh, like a year ago or so, yes. there was lots of things about, uh, racial divisions in the mm -hmm. U S and things like that. Um, but for me and in, in my immediate area, I didn't really see that. Like the, the night before it was a whole thing about all these racial divisions. And then the next day I'm driving home from work mm -hmm. and there's like an older white lady and there's a younger black mm -hmm. guy that's helping her, you know, like maneuver across the street and stuff. Like, cause where I live is it, lots of different, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's white, there's black, there's uh, people of Asian descent, mm -hmm. um, you know, lots of different mm -hmm. uh, cultures and ethnicities within, you know, a few miles of where I live. Mm -hmm. And some in our neighborhood, it's, you know, it's very, very different mix. Mm -hmm. And but I never see any. Yes, any but they're very minute around where I am. I'm not saying that those things don't exist, but I just think that. The, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it, there are lots of issues, especially in our country, um, in regards to race and things like that. But I just think that a lot of times the media mm -hmm. is going to push or yes. show things in a certain way because it's the outlier. If you yes. show everyday life, that's boring. You're only going to show yeah. the highlights of something and you're going to try to find the worst possible things to show, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's a, an image whether that's a, a video clip, you know, you could watch an hour long video, clip, yes. but we're only going to find, you know, the worst possible, you know, 10 seconds and then show that. 
And then people, if you see a bunch of that, you know, the worst 10, yes. 20, 30 seconds of whatever, then you're going to think, oh mm -hmm. my God, everything's so terrible. And in some cases it mm -hmm. may be that way, but at yes. the end of the day, a lot of the media is owned by corporations that want to make money. And the best yeah. way to make money is to sell fear. I think you're, fear. you're very on the dot on that. You know, uh, because you brought Jordan once more, um, I have listened to his um you know uh, interviews and lectures and all those things and arguably the dumbest question that he has ever faced was that woman sitting in front of him and asked is it okay to be a man and i wanted to stand up and punch the shit out of that woman um you know i have to be very honest with that because you know like you 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 know there is a tree that's producing <laughs> oxygen for you you know yeah <laughs> Um, Ross, it was very nice talking to you. I did not realize it was this long. Um, and that happens when, you know, the topic have been interesting and wide enough, you know, to capture attention of people. So first of all, thank you very much for taking, you know, time out of your day, um, you know, to spend this much time with us. Uh, guys, there will be a link in the description of Spotify for Daru project. So please go have. Um, you know, just just listen to one or two episodes, and I'm I'm pretty sure those uh, you know those are not light episodes. Uh, those are very heavy episodes, heavy meaning. It takes a lot more thinking and um, you know like talking to ourselves in terms of understanding the content. So yeah, please just go and uh, show your support to Ross because I think what he is doing is rightfully very. Uh, on the fringe of the society because as you know we jokingly mentioned you know because the acronym itself stands for something that's different so yeah ross will need your support so if you have a couple of minutes just go on to that link and support him so if you have made it to this long and this you know end of this episode thank you very much for being with us and if you have any comments any views or if you want to just shit on me just uh, you know find me on instagram or facebook or wherever and just dm me i'll be very happy even if you just even if you just like curse out for 30 minutes in the dm i don't care but yeah please your support is very important to us and we would like we'd also like to hear um you know your suggestions and what you think about the show so thank you very much and until the next episode take care bye bye